Blessing and privilege to be here on such a memorable day. My goodness, and to look at your past on the screen. Some, some people are very young. <laughs> and uh, see what God has done. Wonderful story you have already. And now we launch into the next step. And uh, believe God for even more than we've ever said. I believe God wants me to speak to you from Numbers in chapter 10. Paul tells us in the New Testament that the journey of the Israelites from slavery to inheritance is like an image of the church. It's written down for our instruction. An example of what it is to come out of being just a slave into being those who can inherit land. They change from slaves who have no responsibility. Actually, they're quite rabble. They keep complaining. They don't have faith. And God gradually changes that. They gradually get formed up into a very powerful army. So by the time Joshua takes over, he tells them to march around Jericho in silence for seven days. And they do precisely that. And then to give a shout of faith. And the walls of Jericho fall down. And they become an invincible army. From just slaves. People who complained and didn't know what life was all about. Step by step they were transformed. That's God's plan for us. When I got saved, I was a useless Slave. A slave to all kinds of silly things. I didn't know how to make decisions. I didn't know how to honor other people. God had to work on my life and yours. Right. To change us from a rabble of slaves into a mature army. One of the great chapters that describes this transition is in Numbers chapter 10. God has appeared to them and he's giving Moses a fresh commission. So I'm going to read a few verses from this whole chapter. It's much too long to read the whole chapter. So I'll just pick out a few verses. Numbers chapter 10, verse 13. So they moved out for the first time according to to the commandment of the Lord through Moses, the standard of the camp of the sons of Judah, according to their armies, set out first, with Nashon, the son of Amminadab, over its army. Verse 17. Then the tabernacle was taken down, 
the sons of Jerson, the sons of Merari, who were carrying the tabernacle set out. Then the Kohathites set out, sorry, verse 21. Then the Kohathites set out carrying the holy objects, and the tabernacle was set up before their arrival. And then verse 25. Then the standard of the camp of the sons of Dan, according to their armies, which formed the rear guard for all the camp, set out with the Hayazah, the son of Amishabai, over his, his army. This was the order of march of the sons of Israel by their armies as they set out. Verse 29. Then Moses said to Hobab, the son of Reuel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law, we are setting out to the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come with us, we will do you good, for the Lord has promised good concerning us. Let's ask God's help. Holy Spirit, we invite you to rest upon us now. Come, be our teacher. We thank you for the testimony of your commitment to this people. We invite you to own this word. Speak this word. May it accomplish much in our hearts. Come, Holy Spirit. Bless us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So this remarkable people are setting out. The cloud of God's glory is over them. And they're beginning to find where they belong in the army. For the first time they're getting shaped up. People are learning their responsibilities. Who goes ahead, who goes to the right and the left. Who brings up the rear guard. Who's carrying the holy things. This army is moving on. The glory of God upon them. And that's on their journey they meet this guy. Moses' father-in-law. Who is not an Israelite. And it's the first kind of gospel invitation from the Bible, really. A man who doesn't belong is invited to belong. Come with us. Notice this, it's not come to us. We're on a journey. We're not just inviting people here. We're on a journey. It's been very evident that the people already have gone from here. 
the people that are
God's chosen people. That's an incredible privilege. Paul uses that language in the New Testament. to each of us, we're his chosen people. Jesus said this you can choose me, I chose you. Before the foundation of the world, I chose you. I had my eye on you before you were even in your mother's womb. Because chosen. answer. God started it. that children labor. But they had more story than that. One time, because of uh, the story of Joseph, they get down into Egypt. And initially, respond, uh, received very well indeed. Because Joseph's a wonderful help to, to Egypt. But gradually, they grow in numbers. And Pharaoh gets scared of them. So I've got another nation within my nation. That's my testimony. God delivered me from slavery. That's your answer as well. Come and join us. Who are you? Why no? No, I was a slave. There came a night when God said, We're going to judge this nation. It's terrible wickedness. And there were many plagues. But ultimately, the great one. The firstborn child of every family is going to die this night. A terrible judgment was sweep over the nation. They arrogantly refused God. But God said, I want you to take a lamb. It has to be spotless. Yes, that's good. Not any old lamb. We find in the book of Malachi, God said to Israel, You keep doing me lambs, you don't want. Well, that was disease, that would do for God. That was lame. Let's put it in as a sacrifice. And on this night, when death is going to sweep right through the nation, you, my people, must take a perfect lamb, kill it, take its blood, and put it 
that over the doorposts. And when the angel of death sweeps right through the nation, when I see the blood of the Lamb pass over you, it wasn't for the Israelites to look at the blood and think, it doesn't do much for me. I look at the blood and I don't feel any different. But I used to feel different. I said, God to see. But when I see the blood, I'll pass over. See, God knows the value of the blood of the Lamb. God is satisfied with the blood of the Lamb. And we have peace with God because He is happy with the blood of the Lamb. He's happy with that. To substitute our guilt and shame. Those are the same people who have been forgiven. If you put your trust in the blood of the Lamb, John the Baptist said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus shed our blood. To take away our guilt. Hallelujah. Moses could say, Hey, we've set free. Who are you? We're slaves have been set free through blood. But another thing happened to them. The blood made them right with God. But they're still in the land. Wow, the Red Sea is blocking them in. So they're on their journey, and we can't go any further. We're still in Egypt. And here comes the Egyptian army. They're so powerful. I'm still the slave. Maybe some other slaves said, Oh, there's my master. Well, I'm still under his slavery. Thank God for forgiveness. But I'm still a slave. Lots of Christians think that. Thank you for forgiveness. I wish I wasn't a slave anymore. I wish I was free from slavery to stuff that used to possess me. I used to feel that as a young Christian. Constantly going back, please forgive, sorry I did it again, sorry. I'm still a slave. But that is the end of the story. God speaks to Moses. tells him as he stands before the Red Sea. Take the staff in the hand. And they go down into the valley. And out on the other side. And the army comes after them. The slave army, these horrible slave owners, and they go down into the valley, and the sea closes over them. Slavery is finished. They're out the other side. That's what we are, beloved. People have been set free from slavery. The Bible says you used to be a slave of sin. Now you're a slave of righteousness. You used to be in bondage. 
He brought, he brought us to Mount Sinai. Two million people. I, I, just, I wrote a book a couple of years ago on this journey. As I was writing, I was captivated by this little phrase. Moses brought the people to meet God. It's quite a statement. Eh? Moses had met God in the burning bush. He says, what is that? And he goes to inquire. I am what? I am God speaking to me. I don't know before God. instructions. God. For Moses, one bush goes aflame. For two million people, a mountain goes aflame. Thunder, lightning, trembling. And we read in Deuteronomy, the whole people heard God's voice. Imagine two million people. Two million people standing together. They can all hear God. Moses said, come and meet God. And God speaks to them. He says to them, I've loved you. Out of Egypt, I called my son. I've loved you not because of this or because of that. I've loved you actually because I've loved you. And he kind of says, I'm betrothed to you. You're my special treasure. Almighty God says, of all the world, you're the only ones I've loved. Why? Well, it's not because of this, not because of this, not because of this, it's because I love you. It's a weird answer. I've loved you because I've loved you. If you know the Lord, how it's about you, that's true of you. You'll give it away. You want to take advantage of that every day. As you come and worship me. Celebrate this. I've loved you because I've loved you. We're the beloved of God. He delights in us. He rejoices over us. He says, You're more precious than anything in the world. My special treasure. And Peter takes the language used here and takes it into the church in the New Testament. You're my royal priesthood. You're my special treasure. That's who we are. As we said, come join us. We're pretty special. Yeah. Not because of who we are. We used to be slaves. That's what we brought to the table. But now, God's treasure. 
Il va nous voir le temps pour la méditation. Il Il 
You know what we could count. It's quite a practical word. Yeah. It's not saying, oh, we don't need the cloud anymore. You can take over. <laughs> following the cloud. But when we start to count, how about you know this church? You, you can be honest first. I'm not scared walking around up here in the dark. There's lots of people here who just take my hand. Can't me, you can't see. You can say, oh, I'll for you. I know yeah, that's a very familiar ring. In the New Testament, the Bible says, not just two, as two million of us, just stand at the end of the queue. You, you join us, stick on the air. Now you join us. You can be asked for us. You have a role. You have a heart to pray. You can be very valuable to us. And this is the wonder of the New Testament church. But we've got a part to pray. And that language is used in the New Testament. Talks about the eyes and the ears. We thank God for prophetic voices even this morning. Listen, people who say things for us. People who speak things to us. Again, you may become one of our prophets. You become one of our evangelists. Who knows? You may become an apostle. God will give gifts. Come and be something. This is a glorious body. Come and join us. You have a part to play. Don't just make up numbers at the back. the kind of church we want to be. You very little degree. From the least of the greatest. You come to this amazing company. And you can become part of it. That's a very important part. People will help you, disciple you. And you become something God always purposed you. He says, the new creation, he prepares for us in advance. Parts. God prepared for you in advance. You by that part. I must close.
emphasis. We make an invitation as a church. To say, come with us. And by the grace of God, we will do it. Thank you so much. But not only for today. Because we spend a wonderful week together. Um, as many leaders from our Christian Dion family. And the first morning, Cherry Street to preach. And um, as I was reflecting after that session on Wednesday, I was thinking to myself, this is worth laying your life down for. And I was thankful as a, one of the young men in that room that God has helped me to do that and he continues to help me. So, Thank you, Jerry. And I would like to uh, just uh, take this opportunity to pass a few remarks in thanks for today. But I hope to uh, just start with a verse from Isaiah 40. And um, you will remember if you are part of the Chabay Church family no. that um, that's the passage we started the year, the first Sunday, that I read out to you. And it was, I didn't read out this particular verse, which I'm going to read today. Isaiah, 40, chapter, uh, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 9. Uh, Isaiah 40, verse 9. 